It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I love today. Recorded live. For me in such a special way. That's why I'll praise you. I'll lift you up and I'll magnify your name. And that's why my heart is filled with praise. I love you, I love you, I love you, Lord, today, because you cared for me in such a special way. That's why I'll praise you, I'll lift you up, and I'll magnify your name. Hey, that's why my heart is filled with praise. My heart, my mind, and my soul belongs to you because you died for me way back on Calvary. That's why I'll praise you, I'll lift you up, and I'll magnify your name. That's why my heart is filled with praise. My heart, my mind, and my soul belongs to you because you died for me way back on Calvary that's why I'll praise you I'll lift you up and I'll magnify your name that's why my Heart is filled with praise, is filled with praise. That's why my heart is filled with praise, filled with praise. That's why my heart is filled with praise. Amen. This is what this 22nd book of 2 Samuel, this is what David is talking about, how his heart was filled with praise. This is all he's talking about. See, we have to know and understand the difference between praise and worship. Our worship is as we lift him up in song. Our praise is the things that we say concerning 
all of his mighty acts that he's done in the lives of the people. Let us look in 2 Samuel chapter 22. I pray that the word of God be a blessing to one and all. 2 Samuel chapter 22, I'll be reading to you hearing from the King James Version. Therefore, if you have a, a, a Gideon, a, a, a NIV, a, a New American Standard, some of your verses of Scripture may read a little differently than the ones from the King James Version, but I pray that we gain an understanding of what we read. And all I will get it, get an understanding. 2 Samuel, chapter 22, verse 1. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of the death of death compassed me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wrought. There went up a smoke out of his nostril and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon the cherub and did fly, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. And he made darkness pavilions round about him, dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. To the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. And he set out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared. The foundations of the world was discovered. At the rebuking of the Lord, at the blast of his breath of his nostrils, he said from above, he took me, he drew me out, of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me, but they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my state. He brought me forth also in, into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands, had he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me. And as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also upright before him, and have kept myself from my iniquity. Therefore the Lord had, had recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanliness in his eyesight. With the merciful, thou wilt show thyself merciful. And with the upright man, thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure, thou wilt show thyself pure. And with the fraud, thou wilt show thyself unsavory. And the afflicted people, thou wilt save. But thine eyes are upon the hearted, that thou mayest bring them down. But thou art my, of my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by thee I have run through a troop 
for by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to them, to all them that trust in him. For who is God? Save the Lord. And who is a rock? Save our God. God is my strength and power, and he make it my way perfect. He make it my feet like hinds feet, and set it me upon my high places. He teaches my hands to walk, so that a bolt of steel is broken by my own. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy gentleness had made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them. I turned not again until, until I have consumed. I had consumed them, and I have consumed them and wounded them that they could not arise. Yea, they have fallen under my feet. For thou hast girded me with strength to battle them that rose up against me, as thou subdued under me. Thou hast also given me the, the necks of my enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They looked, but there was none to save, even unto the Lord, but he answered them not. Then did I beat them as small as the dust of the earth. I did stamp them as the, the mire of the street, and did spread them abroad. Thou also hast delivered me from the striving of my people. Thou hast kept me to be head of the heathen. A people which I knew not shall serve me. Strangers shall submit themselves unto me. As soon as they hear, they shall be obedient to me. Strangers shall, shall fade away, and they shall be afraid out of their close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock. And exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. It is God that avenged me, and that bringeth down the people under me. And that bringeth me forth from my enemies. Thou also hast lifted me up on high above them that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen. And I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation for, my, for his king. And showeth mercy to his anointed. Unto David and to his seed forevermore. And to his seed for how long? Forevermore. In other words, he said it won't, his mercy would never stop. It would be shown to his, to his, to his seed forevermore. Show it mercy to his anointed and David and to his seed forevermore. So the same mercy that God shows and shines upon you as his servant is the same mercy is shown down and, and, and extended to, to your seed after you. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God that we serve. Angels bow before him. What a mighty God. David is giving God the praise for what? His entire life. You know, if you look closely at this, at this, at this 
at this song, at this uh, book of Second Samuel, in the twenty-second chapter, is all about God. It's nothing about David. And you look clear enough, you can see the New Testament here. In the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, he talks about blessed are the merciful, right? For this shall obtain mercy. What David is saying here, unto the merciful, he shall show himself to be merciful. To the pure, he shall show himself to be pure. So in other words, whatever a man sow, that shall he also reap. So we have to be careful how we treat our brother man. We have to be careful how we treat one another. We have to be careful how we live and, and operate before God. Because what we put out, what we plant, is the same thing that's going to come back up. And so David is giving God all the praise for his whole life, for everything, for his ups and for his downs. Because it wouldn't be for his downs, he wouldn't know what it was to be up. It was through the hard times and the hardship and the things that he went through and the people who came out against him that David said all of these wonderful things concerning God. He's giving God all the praise. What do, what do the Lord say in, in the book of Matthew? Without me, you can do nothing. So David is not taking no credit for anything. He's giving all the credit and all the praise to God for his life. All of this praise, all of this glory that David is speaking about, it all belongs to God. It all belongs to God. Look how he, look at the, look at, as, as we go into the, into the verses where we, where we left off that, where, where he's talking about, with the merciful, thou will show that self merciful, which is verse 26. But I want you to pay attention to, to how, how this personal relationship that David seemed to have had with God. You know, sometimes when we do something wrong, we think God is waiting for the, for the, uh, 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 punish us. Show God said, those that I love are chasing. So he don't let sin get by. But what I'm saying is, even though through David's sinful acts, David still realized that he had a relationship with God. Look what he said. He bowed down the heavens for him. He came up out of heavens to see about him. In verse 10, he said, he bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. Anytime God, that David is saying that God came out of heaven to see about him, he's talking about that's how close of a personal relationship that he had with God. You and I got to know what type of personal relationship that we have with God. In spite of your flaws, in spite of your weaknesses, in spite of whatever wrong you've done, you have to know that you still have a personal relationship with God. Check this out. When your child do something wrong, you chastise them, but do that make you stop loving them? Do that make you stop doing for them? Does that make you stop going out and work for them? No. No. What you do, you try and work just that much harder so that they can see the error of their ways so that they can show up, that they appreciate what you've done. Daddy, I appreciate all the hours you go out there and work. Mama, I appreciate the sacrifice you made for me. And this is what God does. He shows us our faults. And through him showing our faults 
and he's still yet attending to our need, this is the why we come to give God praise, because he didn't have to do it. This is what David more or less is saying. This man came, this God that I'm talking about came to see about me. He didn't really have to do it. But because of the relationship I had with him, he bowed down to heaven. He made the darkness a pavilion round about him, dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. Through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfort them. Who he talking about? He's talking about his enemies. But guess what? God used his enemies to chastise him. And after the chastisement was over, God rewarded them for the wickedness that they had done to his servants. That's the kind of God you serve. He'll use the wicked to chastise the righteous. And once the chastisement period is over, he comes back on them. Why? Because they brag about what they've done to, their, to his children. And he sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfort them. And the channels of the sea appeared. The foundation of the world was discovered at the rebuking of the Lord, at the blast of his breath of his nostrils. He sent from above, he took me and drew me out of many waters. What did he say about his enemy? He said his enemy was too strong for him. You got to know that the stuff you're dealing with, the stuff you're going through, the battle you fight is too much for you. The battle is the Lord, the victory belongs to us. He gives us the victory. The Bible says it was with his strong arm and his mighty hand, he had given us the victory. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. They prevented him. They tried to hold him back. They tried to keep him from prospering. They tried to keep him from, from being exalted. He said, but it was the Lord who was my state. Now, we have to understand and remember David was who? King of Israel, right? He had army at his, at his defense. He had people that was fighting for him. But you don't hear him say anything about those people that was with him. Everything is about who? About the Lord. The Bible says, uh, when a man weighs, please the Lord. He'll make even his enemies to be at peace with him. See, when we acknowledge who we are and what we are and that we are nothing without God and, 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 and Lord, if you leave me, I'll show to fail, then God looks down on, on us with his eyes and hands of mercy and he makes ways for us. He shows us an avenue. He give us a, the Bible says he gives us an avenue of escape. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my state. He brought me forth also in a large place. He delivered me because what? He delighted in me. He didn't get delivered because David was all that bad. He didn't get delivered because David was so, had so much of a, of a keen mind, of was a good strategist. He's saying right here, he delivered me. Why? Because God delighted in him. God delighted in him. God had something for this boy to do. He had something for him to do. When God got something for you to do, that means that he have a delight. He delight himself in you. 
He didn't give you something from heaven to do here on earth. Let that will be done in earth as it is in the heaven. I delight in you, boy. I'm going to give you something to do because I know can nobody else do it like you. So I'm going to give you this job to do. David had a job to do. That's why he told him to say that, that his mercy, his anointing, going to pass from one generation to the other forever. Now, when he talks about that, and he talks about forever, who came down to his generation that, that, that lives forever? Jesus Christ. When, when Jesus was walking uh, during his ministry, and they was calling out for him to have mercy upon them through their blindness, their, 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 their leprosy or whatever, what, what, some of, what, what some words that they said to, 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 to Jesus? They didn't call him Jesus. What they say Thy son of David, <coughs> have mercy on me. Right? He didn't say Jesus. That son of David. Why? Because these are the lineage of his generation. And they linked him all the way back to David. And so they cried out, that son of David, have mercy upon me. That's how far people could, could link your lineage from when we walk in the ways of God. Came out of Judah. Out of that tribe came Jesus Christ. The, he's the line from the tribe of Judah. <coughs> from Jacob. Twelve tribes came from Jacob. Jacob had twelve sons. And all of them became a, 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 a tribe, a nation, that formed the whole nation of Israel. Uh, let's say there was a county that might form the whole state of Texas. Uh, uh, parishes that might form the whole state of Louisiana. And all of those little towns and things was named after those boys. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands, had to recompense me. Now, whatever righteousness he did, that's what he got paid for. Now, he's not saying that his whole life was right. He said, he, he, he rewarded me according to my righteousness. Now, what did you do that was right that God rewarded you? Or what did you do wrong for him to punish you? We only get paid for whatever we do. He said, I'm going to pay every man according, whatever his work shall be. If you don't work, you don't get paid. Paul says that if a man don't work, then he shouldn't what? He shouldn't eat. So God is saying, I'm going to pay every man according to whatever his work shall be. Now, he have a parable in the book of, in the book of Matthew where he talked about where, the, where he went into the workplace and he found people sitting around idle. And he hired them. He said, he said if you go out into, into my field, he said, I'll pay thee. And the Bible said from the, from, the, from the man that he hired from the first beginning of the day to the last part of the day, they all got paid the same thing because they went out there and did the work that he was called them to do. And the one who went out there in the first part of the day, he complained and said, how come the man who went out there the last part of the day got paid the same thing I got paid, and I've been out there all day? He said, look, whatever is mine, isn't it right for me to give to whoever I will? 
So it doesn't matter how much or how long you've been doing it. It's the heart that you have in what you do. That's what, that's what, that's the, that's what matters. It's the heart that you have in what you do. Only what I do for Christ will last. If you're doing it for, for the reward of men, the Bible says you didn't receive your reward already. But when you do it for Christ, he said, that's going to last. And so the man who went out there the last part of the day, and got, he got paid the same thing from the one that went out there. In other words, he says, if you start serving him when you was a child and you served him all the way until you was 90, a man came at the last part of the time that Christ came back to call everybody, he still got rewarded the same as the one who worked for 90 years for the Lord. That's how righteous Christ is. That's how righteous God is. You remember the thief on the cross? No, not necessarily. If you if you if you didn't work, how long you been working? How long you been you've been working as as, as a Huh? Since you was 19 years old. Somebody who just started working, got their first job. You think they didn't went through more than you done went through? Yeah. No, that's what that's what going Yeah, but you said the one who worked 90 years probably didn't suffer much turmoil. Right. The one who worked the, the longest suffered the most turmoil. On, on, on his behalf. Yes. Yeah. So you try to take work with him, a lot of, a lot of, um, what, with, with Christ? Right. Of course. What do you think that cross represents? <laughs> what do you think the cross represents? That's right. That's how we are identified with Christ, through his suffering. We are identified with him through suffering. That's not because the verse Well, see, the thing about it, for you to know this, you have to have experiences in it. Okay, and so before you gain the experiences in it, there's a burden that you carry because a lot of times flesh want to act out. Right, right, man. Yes, yes. So, so, so for you to withhold you and allow him to fight your battle for you, you know, and, 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 and for the live according to what he said, that's a burden that we carry. That's the Matter of fact, I was talking to my wife just today. Uh, 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 it was last night. It was just recent, within the day or yesterday, when I was saying about the cross that we have to bear. I say, I say, you know, sometimes the cross get heavy. She said, but if that's the cross that God gave us, that's the cross we have to bear. All of us got a cross. Yeah. 
Yeah, you talking about stitches? It was about stitches. Fighting for fighting infection. Just 
Them Perez brothers used to do the same thing down in Plaquemine Parish. Yeah. Now I believe I believe that this generation goes through things too. They may not have went through what we went through when we was coming up, or the generations be, before us. But they have their cross too. But the Bible tells you about this generation. Yeah. He tells you about this generation. He talks about he talks about a generation. Yeah. Now it seems it seems as if though it's this generation yeah. because things is growing more wickedly and more wickedly and men oh. becoming more lovers of themselves than lovers of God. This is what he talk about. And we see in how how they say it, the Bible talks about how men are gonna become lovers of themselves more than lovers of God and that they're gonna to turn to the unnatural affection. And they, and we and it's, we, it's here right now. It's here right now. But the but the songwriters say, Must Jesus bear this cross alone? And the whole world go free? Say, no, there's a cross for everyone. And there's a cross for me. So this is how we identify with Christ. No cross, no crown. He that beareth not his cross is not worthy of me. And so we all got a cross that we're going to have to bear. Some kind of burden we're going to shoulder. Okay, let's say, for instance, you go through a trial. And you're going through it because you're a Christian. Let's say, for instance, somebody come after you on your job or uh, attack your children. And, and, the, and the Bible teaches us how to handle this. But we want to go past the Bible because now you didn't mess with my manhood. Okay? So instead of you bearing this cross, you didn't put the cross. You heard people say, oh, Lord, you mess with me. I put my Christianity down. And I curse you out. This is what this is what what the word is about. We don't come to learn the scriptures. We come to learn how to live from the scriptures. Yeah. Yes, that's your burden. You're carrying those burdens. Because guess what? Before, when we, when, we didn't, when we didn't allow the word to come into our heart to live by the word of God, we go to our old self, whether we were selling dope, whether we was prostituting, or whatever we were doing to get that money to, 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 to lighten that cross of a financial burden, or whatever that burden was. To lighten that, whether, whether it was with a woman or whether it was with a man, you know, I'm tired of being alone and, and I need to, some company and you go out there and get you a woman or a man, you know, now, because we've opened up our heart, look, let me say this. You say now that you are, you are, you are it's not you. It's through, it's through the fasting and the praying, through the prayer line, and giving yourself to God through his word, now you've opened up your heart to receive God inside your heart. And this is the thing here that's conducting our behavior, creating me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me. That's what's going on with you now. And I'm saying that thing for the fact that, you know, 
when I listen to my bird music, I'm trying to get some clarity because, okay, I'm going to do two of you and then I'm going to do you. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't have that call of Like when we go to mission? Right. And even like how, you know, Thomas, um, my brother, time aside, it does it often, from what I understand. It's coming to support. I'm like, okay, well, God, am I, am I wrong? I mean, not that I don't want to, I do Everybody has a certain thing in their heart for God to do. In the 25th chapter of the book of Matthew, he said, when I was sick, you visited me. Do you go visit the sick when they're not there? I have. Okay, listen. See, it's not just confined to just any one thing. Because all of us don't have the same stomach. I remember my... Our late pastor Cross used to say, look, everybody is not, don't have a stomach to go into somebody's house, clean their house, or, or clean them when they're sick. Some elderly person that didn't uh, defecate it on themselves or clean up a person's house where they might have an odor in there of urine or whatever. Everybody don't have that stomach to do that. Learn where your calling is at. This is what the Bible says. Learn where your calling is at. You have to know where your calling is at. He said, when I was sick, you visited me. When I was in prison, you came to see about me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. He said, when I was naked, you clothed me. And he, and, and he came back and said, Lord, what would he see you in, in need of all these things? He said, as much as you have done to the least of my brethren, you have also done it unto me. So there's different fields of ministry, of outreach ministry, that we can go into, that we can have a stomach for, where we can go out into the field and, to, and, and work. You just have, see, I was, when, I came, when I got saved, I was raised up in it, so it became a part of me. It, it, it's just like a person being raised up in the project that where they see a whole lot of murder, dope, and all kinds of stuff. It becomes a part of them, and you adapt to your environment. I adapted to my environment because I was in it seven days a week. I was in it seven days a week. And the only way that you can get into it, you got to come into service. You have to be taught. You have to have this get into your spirit. If you don't have, if you don't come, it won't get into. If I would have never went to Bible study those five nights a week and went out on mission, I didn't know what mission was about. When I first started going out on the street corner, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed because I come from the street, and here we used to have mission on the street corner right next to the ballroom. And the ballroom was a part of my life. So now this person who they used to call Noki is standing out there talking about preaching some gospel. So I was kind of shamed when I first started. But it had to grow on you. The Bible said we grow in God's grace through the knowledge of his word. Without the knowledge of his word, that kind of grace can't grow on you, brother. And don't just, you know, it's just not something you do because you see other people doing it. It got to become a part of you. Let me tell you something. 
my wife sitting in here. My sister had died. My last, my last sibling, she had died. My niece called for me. The, the, the funeral service was that Saturday. They called for me either that Thursday or that Friday. That same Saturday was mission. They wanted me to come down to New Orleans for a family gathering before the funeral. For what? Look, I told her, look, I'll be there for the funeral, but I got mission to go to first. It was something I had to do for the church because it was a part of me. I hadn't, I hadn't committed myself Myself to ministry. The Bible said, let the dead bury the dead. So I was going to, to pay my respect to my sister and to my family. But you're not going to stop me from, from doing what God called me to do. So now I got to make a choice. And my choice was to go out and serve. And so now part of my family don't even talk to me because of that. Now it might have was something else they might be using that. But that was a part of it that they, that they slapped me in my face with because I wouldn't come down there to a family gathering that Friday night before the funeral. So you got to make a choice. The word is gone. It's gone. So when he speaks that word and you hear it and you don't do it, you understand what you're not just obeying the preacher, you're just obeying God. Get your witcher. That's one thing that I paid for. And I was there, Eric. Eric, I'm gonna be honest. So when they when I first learned about that, it was hard for me to do. It was hard for me to pay tithes. It was hard. Until I learned. Water, I still have a place to live. Just think of what I'm saying. God is still providing. Still providing. That is the only one worth it. And I'm not a saint. I 
when God moved his hand of mercy from off you? It's over. When when he took his when he took his spirit from off of Saul, it wasn't long that Saul was, was killed in the battle. When he removed his spirit from off of Saul, and the Bible says he gave him gave him an evil spirit. Because he refused to obey the word of God.
You she you say she asked you a question, what is the reward in it? That's what you yeah, you say, right? Well, how do I know? How do I know all this? What you said it is. Yeah. Didn't you talk at the funeral? Wasn't one of the verses of, of scripture you used came from the 16th chapter of the book of Luke about about Lazarus and the rich man? There your reward is right there. Lazarus Lazarus didn't have it that good in his life, but the rich man did. He could have went out there and stole. But it comes back to believing. I understand. But I'm saying, whether you, whether you, whether they, whoever asked the question, whether they believe it or not, this is the reward that you get. Only thing that we can tell people is what God's word says, and, and and leave it to God. I'm gonna tell you. There's a scripture in the word of God that says, submit yourself first unto God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Now, if you're not submitting yourself to God, just like you say, you got off the prayer line. Once you got off, you begin to get weak into whatever or get weak to whatever. So it's letting you know that it works. That's one element right there to let you know it's working for you. When you say you want to give this thing, this faith thing a try, you did that through fasting and praying. 
You did that through fasting and praying, and you said out your mouth during that time, you feel how much better you feel, how strong you are. And you said just now you had got off the prayer line, and you felt yourself getting weak again to whatever it is, right? That's, that's evidence right there. That's the evidence right there. You're saying it out your own mouth. Out of your own mouth proceeds blessings. You know what That even after Sam, even we got... after Sam, you understand that we're going to continue to pray. Because the devil is not finished, Eric. You understand, I'm praying that you let your guard down. He's there. And what I'm saying, well, I didn't know y'all was going to have to give me. I think that's all I'm saying. I said, yeah, they got some faithful ones still on the prayer line. Oh, well, I didn't know. And see the thing about it? Look, like I told Sam yesterday, even Dr. Natalia had to apologize. Because he said what he saw in the notes and looking at Sam, he said he never thought that Sam would get back to here. A lot of people thought Sam was going to be a vegetable. If he lived, if he made it, he was going to be a vegetable. He'll never be able to talk or, 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 or disciple between this or that. Sam drove yesterday. Sam drove yesterday. All the way to 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 to, to Luetta and Studna. And we went out there and sit down and ate together. And Sam drove from there all the way back to Michael's house. And we went by Michael last night. And from Michael's house, I drove Sam home because it got dark. And I know Sam had, was having problems with his sight, eyesight. Sam knocked that dead door. Nobody answered. But he got he got a mark. He told me about the mark last night. He got a mark on him to remind him.
It could have been you. Then you have then you have have a problem with your heart? You had you had high blood pressure? Well, just that alone. Just that alone could kill you. But what I'm saying is, you know, I remember late the late Pastor Cross used to tell us, say, look, all you can do is give a person the word and leave it alone. Is up is, is is on God now. You gave God something to work with. And and when you when she asks you the question, all you have to do is give her the word. That's all you gave them people at the church. Now whether them people was taught like you was taught, it touched them. <laughs> they received it. Let me tell you something. We went to a church right here, <clears throat> and we're sitting in Bible study with this, with, with, with this at this church. We used to go there often. <clears throat> for some reason, I guess. Uh, well, I say for God, because God wanted somebody to know the truth. It was teaching this one slave always saved, and the Bible study wasn't even on that. It was on something else. But the question was that concerning your salvation. They might have was teaching, the Bible study that night might have was on, might have was, let's say, paying tithes. But some kind of way it came up about your salvation is secured. Regardless of what you do, God uncovered your sins. And when he did that, he asked a question. So normally he didn't ask questions. He asked a question. And my wife got up. And began to talk about the lie that is, that, that's going around the church about once saved, always saved. A deacon. This man was, he's a preacher now, but he was a deacon during that time. And so the pastor come back to try and fight her with the words, with scriptures. Now, at first I was just sitting there letting her talk. But when he came and bombarded with scripture, now it's time for me to defend my wife. Because I'm her covering. I wasn't going to let him out talk her with scripture without having the knowledge of what the scripture is saying. That's, this was on a Wednesday night. That Sunday, I was scheduled to preach at that church. They had some kind of program. I forget what it was. Some kind of program was going on. And they asked me to come and preach that program. When we went home that night, I got a phone call. They canceled the program. He said, because he got the get his people back together because his people is all messed up now. That deacon, just like you said, that one person, we're always going to have one person, that one person heard and it received it. That man left that church. He belonged to another church now. And he's a, de- he's a preacher now. Because he came and said, man, something, something y'all, you and your wife said that night. He said, it touched me. He said, I, I went and I, I searched the scripture. I looked into it. 
And so since that church hold on to those principles, since they hold on to those principles, and, and his heart was touched, to his, and his eyes was opened to see that once saved is not always saved, because the Bible says, shall we continue in sin? The Bible come back and say, God forbid that we live any longer therein. Just because you've been saved by God's grace, his grace is not going to cover you in sin without repentance. The Bible says, Godly sorrow, working repentance back unto salvation. That's what the Bible says. So if we don't have to repent to get back into fellowship of favor with God, why do we have to repent in the first place? If once we didn't receive Christ and we go out there and we hold on drink or whatever we do, and we don't have to go back and repent from it because I'm saved. Then why the God, well, so why would the Bible say godly sorrow? Work of repentance. Back into salvation. And so that man, that's what she's saying, more or less. I was just I just brought that out because I experienced that too. We we didn't experience some stuff here. Now since that time, I didn't preach in that church again now. I didn't preach back in that church again since then. But I'm saying An elderly man. And guess what? Preach the same thing we talked about that night. The very same thing. And, and this was an elderly preacher. And I, I believe it was the church anniversary. Some kind of anniversary they had. Might have was the church anniversary. Or it might have was the past. It was the anniversary. It could have been the pastor's anniversary. But that man came there and preached about the same thing. We were there. We was invited to come, so we went. Because, see, we hadn't been that close since that. And so he sent an invitation out for us to come to the, to the, to the, to the, to the, uh, to the event he had. And so I wasn't going to let him think that I was angry, upset with him, because he, he canceled, canceled the thing for me to come to his church and preach, because that's not what I'm about. And so me and my wife, we went. And just so happened when we went, that's what the man preached. And the thing about it, he might have came from, let's say he might have come from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Some kind of way out of those verses of Scripture, he got to the point about sin. Some kind of way he got to it and said that once you say it, don't believe that you're going to always be saved if you go out there and you transgress against God's word. And me and my wife, we just sit there and just look at each other. We ain't said nothing. We ain't said, amen, we ain't said nothing. We just sit there because God was doing it. We didn't have to say nothing. God will prove himself. You don't have to prove God. God, God, God is God all by himself. He don't need you and I to be God. In our family? So, I was back. 
you know, it, it, it comes down, it's come down to the point where you don't necessarily have to know scriptures or the Bible. Because there's something that God gives us, you know, the old folks call it mother's wit. We know right from wrong. We know when we're doing wrong. But the thing about it, we don't want nobody to tell us about our wrong. Before I got saved, you know, I ain't want nobody to tell me what I was doing was wrong. Everybody else doing the same thing. We'll jump in my face about this or whatever. See, we, we, we base it upon the standard of the world rather than God's standard. And when we base what we do or how we feel on the world's standard, well, we can justify anything we say or do. But when we bring God into play, that's where the controversy steps in at. And people will come and tell you, well, I remember when you said that, and now all of a sudden you act like you're so holy. That's where the controversy comes in. When we stand up for God and God's word. But as long as we're wrestling with the world, everything is fine. We can, we, can, we can accept it, even though we might not like it. We'll accept it and we'll live with it. But when we tell a person about their wrongdoing, especially if they know anything about you, they're not going to receive you. They don't even want to hear that from you. Because in, in order for them to receive you and to hear it, it's not for me to face the wrong that I'm doing. And there's some people that don't want to face up the wrong that they're doing. They still want to do it regardless. And guess what? You just come from a funeral. You look at what, what, where you got to go. You got to pass this way. And you still choose to do the opposite? You know what the Bible says? Just a little leaving. We're leaving the whole lump.
We are here. We're talking about burdens. So you 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 answering the question through all the stuff you just talked about. All of those things are burdens that we have to bear. That's the cross that he gives you. That's the cross. That's the kind of crosses that he gives us to bear. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna
<clears throat> old folks say, what don't ever give your enemy a stick to fight you. Yeah. So Something with the Bible study could start up.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.